Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I am not Seth, Chris, or Bill. Oh, wait. I am Bill. (laughs) And I'm not Bill, Chris, or Linda. (laughs) Look, my name is Chris. And I'm Linda. Now, now that any new listeners are completely confused, those that have been with us for a while probably expect stuff like this. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know, as I was opening the show, I was thinking we ought to switch off the host role. Every and so we're long. talking about this now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. why not? This is how yeah. we roll. This is how we roll. We we discuss this stuff live. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe next maybe the next two episodes we'll let Chris host. Sure. And the next two episodes, we can let Linda host, and then the next two, Seth, and then maybe the next two, Jenna. Okay, I was going to say, wait, does this mean that you're going to make me the host of this episode today? No, no, no. One person who hasn't seen either of the shows. No, 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 no. no. That that seems like a bill move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although, yeah, that's not a bad idea. No, actually, yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and run with that. I'm just saying down the road, we ought to switch it off a little bit. It'd be kind of fun. Shake it up a little bit. Um, okay, so uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, two new fantasy series that are out. Uh, the uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, uh, we'll talk about first. And then we will go into House of Dragon, which is the uh, Game of Thrones Prequel, I guess, uh, 175 years or 76 years uh, before um, Game of Thrones. So, all right. So let's start off with uh, The Rings of Power. And uh, that one is on Netflix, right? No, Amazon. 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 Sorry about that. And uh, so it's kind of also a prequel series set uh, before The Hobbit. I can't remember how many years. What's that? Thousands of years. Thousands of years. Yeah, I was trying and, to think how many exactly, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, it's thousands of years, and it's not all taking place at the same time. So the 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 premise of this is these are all of the events leading up to the the rings of power and Sarn coming into power, um, and uh, kind of Middle Earths. Uh, they describe it as like its second age. So this is. You know, early hobbits, early uh, elven-human uh, relationships, right. uh, orcs coming into power um, that were once thought to have been banished, things like that. So uh, this is the 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 I think it's like eight or ten episodes, maybe just eight, is supposed to take place over a lot of time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, this is thousands of years before the Lord of the Rings as we know it takes place. Now, do we know, um, and I, I'm sorry that I don't know, but is there going to be more than one season to this? I don't know that we know yet. Okay. All yeah, right. Amazon is, all these streaming services are very temperamental about what gets a new season and what doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see how this plays out. Okay. And um, so what are you guys' impressions so far? I mean, I, I've liked it. I've liked what I've seen so far. We're, uh, let's see, we're three episodes into uh, House of Dragon, and we're just two episodes into Rings of Power, right? Three uh, for Rings of Power. Oh, three. So I haven't uh, seen it. just came out on Friday one. was the last one. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the third one yet. So, but I like what I've seen uh, of Rings of Power. I'm really liking um, Morfid Clark, if I hopefully I'm saying her name correctly, uh, plays uh, Galadriel. And um, I really like her character and um, I like her in the role. And um, I think um, the stories so far have been really good. I also like that. Uh, Ismael Cordova as Aaron Deer, um, that elf. I think he's uh, been doing very good as well. Um, and I'm looking forward more forward to seeing his arc. Um, I'm kind of concerned about him now being, I think when we left him, he's somewhere underground. Uh, yep. Uh, he has a rough go of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's been snagged by some underdark beasts. Um so there's uh, Galadriel. Uh, Linda posted the picture there, Galadriel in the center. Elrond. And then um, to her left is uh, Elrond, played by Robert uh, Aramayo. To her, to her, well, her left, yes, her left, Elrond, yes. Yes. And then uh, to her right, I'm trying to figure out who that is. That's the big elf, the guy, the oh, main the, elf guy. The boss elf. The boss elf. <laughs> 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 I don't know who what that actor's name is, but uh, anyway, what'd you guys think um, of what? Now Seth hasn't seen it yet at all, so um, yeah, we can tell um, him what to think. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed it so far. Um, it's very hard. We, we the first time we ever really get a glimpse of massive world building uh, in a movie was probably Lord of the Rings, going back, mm-hmm. and 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 this does just a good of a job, if not even better of yeah. building out a vast world. Right. Um, and you don't see that very often in, in a lot of different series or movies out there. So the one thing I am enjoying is they clearly spent a buttload of time trying to give depth to the different lands of middle earth. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And even as you're, you're traveling around, there's, there's, you know, as I mentioned, there's there's different things taking place with different areas of Middle Earth, and they try and do a good job of kind of showing where you're at on the map, right? Mm-hmm. There's a couple of scenes where they kind of zoom in and say, you're now in this land yeah, uh, dealing with this thing, and that, that helps a little bit. Um, I, I am a little concerned that if they add any more plot arcs to this, it's going to get hard to follow, because right. um, clearly they're telling different stories, and and um you know nothing's really tied together yet um although clearly we see that's where that's kind of going obviously Mm -hmm. we know we know where things end up with the lord of the rings knowing what happens thousands of years later um but but up to that point 
Um, there is a lot of characters, and I, what I what I'd hate to see is that no one really gets their full spotlight. Like Galadriel, we're able to follow uh, Elrond a little bit um, is is here and there, trying to help with some political things on the Elven side. Arondir sure. um, is an elf, and he's got some head-on struggles. It seems like dealing with some beasts that are maybe taking over a town. I won't spoil it for you, Bill. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got these different characters around and and as well as the, uh, the, the hobbits, I forget their family name. Um, Harfoots, uh, Hartfoots. Harfoots. I don't know if it's hard or har. I think it's Harfoots. It might be Harfoots. So you got the Harfoots. We've got the dwarves. Um, I thought that was excellent. Uh, Yeah. And I, I, them and their, yeah. And I really enjoyed, uh, seeing, uh, Elrond, uh, interacting with the dwarves and, uh, uh, and how that relationship has kind of soured over time. Uh, yep. So he was best friends with the Elven King, um, who, uh, what's the Elven King's name? I don't know. Uh, I think guy you didn't know. <laughs> it escapes me right now. No, I'm sorry. The the Dwarf King. The Dwarf King. Yes. The dwarf King. Yeah. Yes. They've been they've been best best buddies. Uh, Durin, right? Um, well, I'm the Dwarf King's list. son. He was best friends with the Dwarf King's yes, son. Right. Because he was trying, yeah, he was trying to rekindle that relationship with uh Doran so that he could uh get an audience with his father um yeah. to discuss one thing or another. So um yeah, it, it, like I said, there's a lot of different story arcs, but you know, to my point, the best thing I've liked about this is for each one of these these races uh we get to see the very vast world building mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more in depth than we even got in lord of the rings and lord of the rings you're kind of passing through here you're kind of living there for yeah. a bit which has been nice yeah and Action uh, scenes are great too yeah and it's kind of nice to see these races um so much younger where a lot of their their um history isn't quite set yet and they're kind of feeling their way through Middle Earth and the world, and trying to figure out where their race fits in in the whole scheme of things, and yep. how much involvement they want to have in the affairs of other races, and how much uh, um, intercooperation they want to have between you know hobbits and humans and elves and and dwarves and such, and uh, so it's pretty cool um, seeing them like that, and and how that story evolves to mesh in with where we know they are from the, the latter stories that we've seen. And, um, and yeah, it was great to uh, go back and visit the, the vast dwarf halls and, uh, and, and see that whole area kind of afresh when it was younger. And, yeah. Cause uh, when you see it in Lord of the Rings, it's nothing but rubble. It's all right. It's all destroyed. There's no light anywhere. You can't really see what greatness right. used to be. You just right. hear that it used to be these great halls. Yeah. And it's all vast and all the fires are going and mm-hmm. there's, and then, uh, so at the end, I think, uh, isn't that, uh, they bring him that chest and open it. They found, isn't that the, uh, um, they oh the uh, the dwarf king thinks that Elrond has come because he opens up that chest and I think that's isn't that like the heart of the mountain? I think that's the Arden Stone. The, the Arden Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That that right. was my assumption. I I don't know if it 100 was, but I think it is. 
Yeah, and that's what I got from that as well, Chris. So I think we're on the same wavelength there. Yep. And uh, so, so that so the dwarf king suspects that Elrond is really there for a different purpose to seal right. steal the Arkenstone. And I think what we're seeing here is probably the precursor to the Elven king's descent into madness because of the Arkenstone, right? The dwarfen king, yes. Or uh, sorry, I don't. Yep. I, I mean, I knew what king. you meant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying Elven, but. Anyway, yeah, he's part of his descent into madness, right? Yep. And uh, so it uh, sounds like we're going to get a little bit of the backstory on that, which is really cool, I think. Yeah, so, we also have a mystery um, stranger that shows up, uh, a gentleman that comes crashing into uh, Middle Earth via like a asteroid, asteroid or something. Yeah. And uh, uh, he's very mystical, definitely has some type of power. We don't know for good or for evil yet. I suspect it's for evil. Um, but in in you know, as it should happen, he ends up with the hobbits, you know. Right. And right. um uh so they're they're uh, a couple of young ones find him and uh they're trying to keep him uh, hidden. That doesn't last for long. Um and uh, you know, so the, the hobbits are in the middle of doing uh it sounded like it was like a yearly migration type yeah. of thing that they do uh so they're heading over to another part of middle earth for i don't know if it's for the season or for hunting or for gathering or whatever um but uh, they end up taking this stranger with them uh during their uh migration process so um yeah. that's a and mystery I, that's yet to be unfolded yeah and when i saw the stranger in my mind i was thinking maybe this is how wizards came to middle earth that's exactly what i was looking up right now and okay. i think what you're seeing is the first that would have been might have been one of the first wizards that's kind of what so, i was thinking because yeah from what i remembered power. i thought the wizards I, I i don't remember if they crash landed on the middle earth but i do know that they came from the same place as the elves i thought and i thought they were sent to middle earth um to help deal with the the problems but i have to those books are so old well, like, yeah, this would, this would all be in supplemental material, like yeah. the Bill Marillion and, uh, and... Which those books are not easy reading, to be clear. Um, yeah. And there, Linda has a picture on the screen of the uh, the being the stranger. in the sky. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he looks he rather wizardy. Pretty wizardy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suspect, though, he's more of a, um, a spawn of, like... Uh, um sauron but um oh. i i don't i don't think he's for good but just because we, we've seen you see glimpses of his impact on the living around him from fireflies yeah. to other things like that which windle away and die um uh once he's interacted with them so huh. um i i think he's of evil nature i just don't know um which major evil doer he's going to be i don't think he necessarily has to be uh a sorcerer or wizard but he's somehow touched by some evil power have, I believe. have you guys met sauron yet no or seen no but sauron? i don't uh has he, been I, he has been mentioned yes yeah. early okay. earlier on early on when they talk about a little bit of the lore uh around galadriel and a mission that she's on um yeah. they do cover that yes okay so this can't be sauron yeah i don't believe it's no, no no 
I thought that would have been because because in the in the looking for him. Yeah, she's she's looking for him, but in the books, um, uh, and they allude to this a little bit in um the Lord of the Rings, but there were other um champions of Sauron's, if you will, uh, his his evil leaders. I think this is one of those. Um, um, okay, but uh, it, it's literally been like fifteen. 20 years since i read some of those books um but there were a few key ones and i think this is one of them i don't like um um arden might be one um but there, there's a handful of evildoers that were prominent in some of the old books and uh i think i think this could be one now where, where they pick one over the other i don't know evil doers. um yeah evildoers but evildoers yeah so we'll we'll see. Again, they they're they're purposely keeping it quiet, and that's why this person is just kind of known as the stranger. So it'll get unveiled as the series goes on. I'm sure um, whether or not he happens to be just the villain for this particular season, and then maybe if they do another season, there's another one. Who knows? So, yeah. but I'm really enjoying it at there. this point. Yeah, that's quite the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, um a lot of good costuming in this yeah there's a lot of good costuming they definitely put a ton of effort in everything down to the little details you have a little bit of fun when you get to the uh the dwarf uh mountain uh all these little things and and the fighting is actually really good too from the for the action sequences so Mm um yeah i so far i've i've uh i've enjoyed every minute of it uh, like I said, I hope they don't add too many side, too many more side stories because some of the names are hard to remember as it is. Right. Um, right. So any, any more, and I'm just like, I, I don't know. I need, I need a cheat sheet. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like, uh, it seems like we've got our, our core cast of characters that are going to probably link up now. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Form an adventuring party. Yes. Right. Like us. Like this yeah. is the adventuring party. <laughs> Just no vagina lights. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> Inside joke for those of you guys that uh, are uh, listening and not aware of what that's about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say it's not who you think on the pot. <laughs> who might <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, on that note, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's uh switch over and talk about the house of dragon so this is the uh game of thrones prequel and um you know it's it's uh kind of a, a time for prequels you know we're uh we've got star trek prequels with strange new worlds we've got house of dragons prequel for game of thrones we got rings of power for uh lord of the rings so uh it's uh everything um Old is new again, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, that's the eternal cycle, Bill. I guess, yeah. Why we don't get new things, right? The old things keep getting prequels, <laughs> right? So this one uh, um, has a pretty cool cast of characters. So Matt Smith, whom uh, many of our listeners will probably know from uh, Doctor Who uh, fame as the Eleventh uh, Doctor, he pay, plays uh, Damon Targaryen. And uh, he's kind of a um, asshole. Oh, sorry. Yeah, kind of a loose <laughs> cannon, kind of a bit of an a hole. That, um, that and, descriptor uh, fits most of the characters in any given Game of Thrones story, though. Yeah. 
Well, so the current king, Viserys I, um, he's got uh, his brother, uh, Matt Smith, um, thinks that he's in line for the throne because Viserys I um, doesn't have any uh, sons that have lived uh, to succeed him on the throne. Now, he does have a daughter. Um, but me. <laughs> You don't like the daughter? No, nobody likes women in charge. Well, right. So at that time, the uh, uh, the world is such that men uh, assume the throne. So the firstborn son assumes. And and if it's not the firstborn son, then it would fall to like maybe a brother or something, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Viserys decides he's going to change the order of things. And he announces that his daughter is going to succeed him on the throne. And uh, so there's Viserys I there. Linda just posted his picture. And um, I like his kind of understated crown there. Very uh, reserved <laughs> elegance. Understated? I think so. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not all blinged out, really. It's just kind of... It's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, oh, he... That's working uh, day crown. Is it... Uh, <laughs> Which one's his daughter? Is that it's so he marries Alicent Hightower at some point, um, which causes uh, no uh, no end of uh, irritation. Uh, is it? Uh, I can't remember. Is it? I can't remember who the uh, actress is that plays his daughter. Oh, I bet it's Millie. Millie. Millie Al Alcock, right? So Millie she plays Miller. his daughter. Um, so she's going to, uh, take over the throne apparently, but of course, Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen is furious. So he goes off on his own and decides to, uh, take over, um, uh, Dragonstone and, uh, gets, uh, mixed up in a, in a war with, uh, one of the other Lords and, uh, creating all sorts of, uh, hate and discontent out there and actually, uh, is close to losing this battle that he started. And so the, the king, his brother, uh, decides he didn't want to get involved in the war. He didn't want the the uh, crown involved in the war and bring the uh, the empire into war. But he uh, decides it's better to send his forces there to help uh, his brother Daemon Targaryen, so that he doesn't get defeated and killed because he really does love his brother. And uh, so he sends a messenger there saying, "Never fear, help is on the way." And Daemon proceeds to beat the messenger to death. Oh, or, or close to death. Yeah. Um, and then um, out of sheer anger and hatred, launches a one-man assault against the entire enemy who's uh, held up in caves um, um, behind a beach uh, where the dragon, uh, his uh, Daemon Targaryen's dragon, can't reach them to breathe fire on them. So he runs out there by himself to start this one-man battle. Uh, in And in essence... Uh, luring out uh, the enemies uh, from the caves to go try to kill him on the battlefield because he's dodging arrows. And although he does eventually get hit by a few, uh, pretty much dodging arrows, taking out the one or two hitmen that come out of the caves to go try to uh, take him out. So finally, uh, the uh, the head of the enemy group, I can't remember what they're called, but the crabbers is what I'm going to call them. Because oh, <laughs> they... The, they basically tie their enemies up to uh, crosses 
near the water and leave them there for the crabs to come feed on them. Uh, kind of a horrible Sounds thing. Awful, actually. Yeah. So anyway, the the head of the crabbers, he keeps looking up at the sky for the dragon, and he never sees the dragon come. So I think he thinks, you know, maybe something happened to the dragon. The dragon's gone. The dragon got killed. Uh, he doesn't know, but finally. Uh, he uh, nods and releases all of his men to go take out Matt Smith, uh, Damon Targaryen. And uh, as soon as all of his uh, players are out on the field, here comes uh, the big dragon with a rider on top of him. Um, one of uh, Damon Targaryen's men, I think, riding it and uh, pretty much devastates the, uh, the uh, um, Crabber's forces. Uh, Matt Smith then runs into the cave. Um, pretty much cuts the head crabber in half and drags his torso out and throws him into the sea. So um, don't it's mess with Game of uh, Thrones fashion. Yeah. Yeah. In Game of Thrones fashion. So don't mess with Damon Targaryen. So now he was able to win the war without the help of his brother. So uh, in my mind, he's going to be even more uh, psychotic now that uh, he managed to pull all that off and uh, even more insistent that uh, he's the rightful heir to the throne. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. We're three episodes into that one, and uh, it's really good so far. It's really sucked me in. Again, the uh, the costuming's fantastic. The sets sets will look uh, pretty familiar to folks that are familiar with Game of Thrones. Uh, we have the Iron Throne, of course, um, in the Red Keep, and um, most of what we know as um, uh, the main city there where the Red Keep is, uh, Land's End. Wait, no, what's the name of the city? Oh, oh well. Anyway, whatever it's called, um, you'll you'll recognize it. And um, yeah, they're doing a pretty good job with it. What do you what do you think so far, Chris? I hadn't watched it yet. Oh, no. I just have to start that one. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Linda, I hope we didn't ruin it for you. Know? No, yeah, I know, I know Seth has can't really seen it. ruin. Yeah, the Game of Thrones thing because we know what the story is basically. Right. Of, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you can't right. really spoil that. Yeah, we know where it goes. What do you think, Linda? What do you? you like I it? really liked it, but then I was I was a fanatical Game of Thrones fan, so yeah, until they kind of messed up the end. But other than that, um, I thought it was really good. Uh, the again, all the special effects and the things they put into, you know, making things look absolutely real, even though you know they're not, uh, is amazing. And yeah, Matt's the dragon Smith, scenes are awesome. Yeah, Matt Smith's doing a really good job. Um, more better than I thought because it's hard to imagine him not as Doctor Who eleven. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. he's kind of a, he's kind of a goofball, but oh my god, this is it's really good. And I do, however, feel that the what was her name, Millie, the actress, uh, Millie Alcock. I have no idea how old she really is, and I I know that the books and everything they are young. They are like twelve to fifteen years old. They're very young, but she looks like a baby i mean it's hard to imagine her you know in charge two years old she's 22 yeah she looks like maybe 15 i know that's what i was thinking yeah (laughs) so that's the crap yeah yeah i i i'm not comfortable with how young she looks she almost looks like and i don't well and she's supposed to be that young yeah i get it but you know game of thrones always gave us somebody a little bit more mature you know, so I'm kind of, I know that the books were young, but the movies or the series was older actors. 
this, this little girl looks like she's 12. <laughs> but well, in reality, yeah. yeah, so she's 22, but you're right. She looks young. Can you throw up a picture? Linda? Yeah, I'm coming. It's coming. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, I think she's, I think she's a perfect fit for the role uh, to play, you know, that, I think uh, in the story, she's supposed to be 17 because I think he says at one point when I was 10 and seven, you know, I was right. Yes. Something in relation to his daughter. I can't remember more, you know, we're, you know, more concerned with affairs of state than she is or something. Yeah. So there she is. So, I mean, she looks, uh, you know, I would have believed to see some 15 ID. or 17. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I, as long as they age her as, you know, she becomes yeah, yeah. more in power or whatever. I'm going to be okay with it. It's just right now she just looks like a little kid. <laughs> right. It's hard to take her seriously. Yeah. Well, and I and I think that will happen. I think she did uh, um, a really good job at at um, showing her fierceness when she um, killed that boar. Yeah. So at one point she um, there. So the king doesn't have any male heirs. And um, his wife, who was going to give birth to his latest son, um, died in childbirth because they uh, the son was, uh, um, I don't know, breach birth or something. Anyway, it, it wasn't going to get out of the womb. And breach, so yeah. they had to do their version of a cesarean section, which mm. in those days basically is a sharpened rock and you just sort of you know, gouge things out and get the baby out. Just give you a, uh, just to give you a, a side by side comparison. Yeah. So um, she just looks super, super, super young. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, the 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 uh, the son and the and the um, mother die in childbirth, and so uh, Viserys ends up remarrying, and his new wife has a son, and um, between um, episodes two and three, we jump uh, two years into the future. And so we're at the uh, son's second name day festival. And um, normally this would be the point where the king would declare his son to be his official yeah. heir. Mm -hmm. But he's already done that for his daughter. And uh, so there's some consternation there, especially among um everybody else in the realm because they expect that, you know, even though he already announced it was his daughter and everybody swore fealty to his daughter two years ago, um, that now that he's got a son, that's all going to change and um, it's going to follow the normal line of succession. But uh, he resists that. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. I said it was my daughter and that's who it's going to be. So I'm sure that's going to uh, further um, fragment the empire. Uh, into factions and uh, we'll see where that goes. And if there's any more time jumps in there, my guess is there probably will be, and we'll see an older son um, and how that all plays out. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to watch. So there, uh, Linda put up a picture. So there's Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen and um, uh, Miley Alcock as princess, um, Raynar, what's her name? Rhaenyra's. Princess Rhaegar. Rhaegar, Rhaenar. <laughs> and um, so this is um, when, this is after um, Damon has kind of gone rogue and taken over um, 
the the homeland of the Targaryens. What the hell, uh, Dragonstone? Yeah. All I can think of is Casterly Rock, and that's yeah. Now he's taken over Dragonstone, and uh, he's uh, stolen a dragon's egg, which belongs to the king, and and um, so they were about to go to war to that when uh, Princess um, Rhaenar flew in on a dragon and had a face to face with um, Damon there and uh, said, you know, give back the egg. This is not what you want to do. So he actually gave the egg back, but uh, didn't really do much to repair relations. So, so it's really good. A lot of, a uh, lot of drama, which uh, we're kind you know, of used to do for Game of Thrones. Uh, pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the part that attracts us all to it, I think. And so they're really starting to build these relationships and the complicated underpinnings for these relationships. And uh, it's going to be fun to see where this all goes, even though we know in the long run where it ends up. Uh, it's kind of fun to watch it all play out uh, in live behind the scenes. So I like um, the fact that they've introduced kind of a Jon Snow character. So it's a knight that yeah. uh, is to protect is Princess to protect her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. And there's, uh, there she is, the princess with, um, her, uh, her knight. And, um, this is the, this is the part where she kind of gets angry with her father and rides off at the second, uh, second name day event for, uh, the, the, uh, King's new son, she rides off. And then, uh, that night is when, uh, that evening is when, uh, she and, uh, the night there get attacked by the wild boar and she ends up just uh, brutally stabbing the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then walking back into camp the next day, covered in blood and uh, bringing uh, the boar the feast for the subsequent uh, pulled pork festival later. <laughs> so good yeah, job. it's good. So I uh, encourage everybody to, to watch it. Uh, even if you, uh, we're uh, disappointed by the ending of uh, Game of Thrones, which, um, you know, was understandable, I guess. Definitely rushed. Yeah, and understandable. Uh, but they rushed it, but I'm not sure how else it could have ended. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, they could have taken their time and maybe added a few more episodes to it and let it play out a little bit more. It probably yeah. would have been a more believable ending. Right. So, um, and hopefully they've learned their lesson and this will, this will play out a lot better. And they seem to be doing it good so far. So, uh, fingers crossed that uh, that they keep up uh, doing what they're doing. So anyway, let us know what you think. If you've been watching either of those shows, Rings of Power or House of Dragons, get down there, post some comments in the chat and uh, let us know what your thoughts are. We'd like to hear them. And uh, we will do another recap of those two shows once the season has ended and see uh, where we all fall as far as what we thought. So uh, anybody have any last minute comments? No, lots of good stuff out there to watch right now. Seth, we encourage you to get on there and watch it. Don't forget uh, to check out our sister shows on uh, the Synergy Nation Network. Right. SYNNation.net. And like and subscribe. You want to help the show? Share it with someone you like. Right. All right. Thanks, y'all. We will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, 
and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.